0: This is Confessions of a Closet Romantic, a podcast where I celebrate my favorite romantic TV shows, books, movies, and talk in detail about why I love them so much, without embarrassment or shame. Mostly. This is Poppy, and this episode is about romantic capers, the lovebirds, and murder mystery. Warning, spoilers ahead. The movie and book equivalent of tomato soup and a grilled cheese sandwich and a soft blanket, for me, that's Agatha Christie mysteries or Sherlock Holmes. The threats are sanitized, mostly off screen, very little blood, the outcome is certain often predictable, (laughs) not for me because I'm such a lightweight, but getting there is so, so enjoyable. But what I really want when I'm feeling low is romance with a bit of that brain teaser stuff thrown in. Not a complicated plot, just plenty of fun, light, clever banter, and a sweet, happy ending. And that's where the romantic caper comes in. There are so many classic movies that hit this exact right note. I'm thinking of Hitchcock's To Catch a Thief with Cary Grant and Grace Kelly, Hitchcock's The Lady Vanishes, the Thin Man movies, Charade with Cary and Audrey Hepburn. You haven't spoken a word for 20 minutes. I was thinking about Charles and Scobie and who's going to be next. Me? Me? I don't suppose you know who the murderer is, do you? No, not yet. Whoever's left alive at the end will pretty much have sewn up the nomination, don't you think? What are you trying to say, that I might have killed Charles and Scobie? what I have to do to satisfy you? Become the next victim? It's a start, anyway. In oh. recent movies like Entrapment, Night and Day, and Out of Sight. Oh, the absorbing plots, that chop busting between the lead characters, tons of sexual tension, and most importantly, strong, capable female characters, and no real peril. If you listen to my romantic banter episode, you know witty characters going head-to-head exchanging flirty, snappy comebacks is my personal catnip. It's that romantic bonding with our smart brains thing. In a romantic caper, you know it's going to end with the girl getting the guy, or the guy getting the guy, or the girl getting the girl. But you get a gripping adventure before the payoff, which is what makes it so fun and watchable. Modern romantic capers are sometimes a little more ironic and self-aware, a touch darker than the old school movies, but they're still sexy and fun. The tone of a romantic caper is Everything and some movies just nail it. Okay, Murder Mystery is one of these. This stars Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston playing married couple Audrey, a hairdresser, and Nick, a police detective. They've been comfortably, if not blissfully, married for many years and don't have a ton of money, but they're reasonably happy. But Audrey still resents that they never got the dream honeymoon in Europe that Nick promised her all those years ago. So when Nick gives Audrey a completely unromantic gift card for their anniversary, he realizes he's screwed up big time. So he quickly plans a last-minute budget bus tour vacation around Europe. Completely unromantic. But on the plane, Audrey meets charming Charles Cavendish, who invites them on his luxury yacht, which is about to sail around the Mediterranean. Little do they know that the entire Cavendish family, plus some hangers-on, are gathering on that yacht to witness changes to the last will and testament of Charles's dad. And he wants these strangers to ruffle his dad's feathers. So many years... Repulse me. Can't get this on a bus, baby. This is incredible. I know it. Thank you. You're welcome. Which is why I have drafted a new will. On board, they gather as the new will is about to be signed. <laughs> Can you see where this is going? Disinheriting the whole family and leaving millions to the old man's young mistress. Nick and Audrey are in the room. And completely confused. Then, all the lights go out. No, I saw someone stab him. Oh, I don't know. What happened? I heard a scream. Squ- <gasps> Malcolm! <gasps> oh God! <gasps> Has anybody tried to revive him? He's got a knife plunged in his heart. I don't think he's revivable. Should we pull it out? No, it's a foot long knife. It's just like don't pulling look... it out. Oh! <laughs> <No>! ah! <laughs> <laughs> should have left the knife in for the po-po, Colonel, man. I'll put it back. Don't put it back. <laughs> oh, geez, will you listen to my husband? He's a detective. Yes, yes. What should we do, Mr. Officer? Well, for starters, let's stop removing and reinserting the murder weapon into the victim's chest. In fact, let's stop touching the body altogether. Okay, tonight. all right. What's next? We have to preserve the crime scene. Uh, Captain Wong, is there any way you can lock off this place? Yes, of course. Good. So we should then start questioning the suspects. Suspects? We're not questioning anybody. Wong, when you finish locking up here, you bring me the key. Then you radio Interpol, tell them we'll meet them at the docks in Monaco. In the meantime, I'm going to check the shrimp out a little closer. For the investigation? No, Wong, because I'm hungry as shit. The rest of you, I'd lock yourselves in your chambers or your yacht rooms, because one of us is a murderer. Audrey. Yeah. Get the cocktail sauce. Yeah. Things shoot straight downhill from there. Nick and Audrey get framed for it, and Audrey uses techniques she's picked up from reading murder mysteries to figure the crime out, much to Nick's frustration as a professional. Aren't you gonna um aren't you gonna separate us? Phono? Oh, for the interrogation. Okay. You know, question us separately. See if our what are you doing? answers match. Oh, what I, I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. our answers will match because we're innocent. Yeah, that's right. We found this in Toby Quincy's suite. A typewritten suicide note in which he confesses to the murder of his father. Typewritten. That's not very common. Very suspicious. Yes. Yeah. Obviously, wow. someone is trying to frame Toby yeah. for his father's murder. Mm. I mean, this is. This is amazing. Okay, so wait, excited. So, where's your head at with this whole thing? I mean, who are your chief suspects? You. Ooh, <gasps> right, yes. Right, of course, because everybody is a suspect. Especially her. <laughs> I Working together in an ad hoc investigation, they become a huge source of the humor in this movie. But what's cool is the experience brings them closer together and to a place where they respect each other again. This movie is like a delightful combination of Clue, Murder on the Orient Express, and Knives Out, even maybe Hitchcock's The Man Who Knew Too Much. Plus, Jennifer Aniston spends much of the time running around on the cobblestones of the Mediterranean, perched like a bird on wedge sandals, and I deeply admire her fashion commitment. Manhattan Murder Mystery by Woody Allen is another place a comfortably committed couple into a dangerous situation completely out of their normal routine, romantic caper. Woody Allen plays Larry, married for years to Carol, played by Diane Keaton. They're empty nesters after their son left for college and feel a bit at odds, so they decide to take a risk and socialize with an older couple next door. But when the woman turns up dead the following day, Carol's gut instinct tells her that the husband killed her, and she sets out to prove it, with Larry whining and kvetching about the dangers of getting involved the whole time. Wait, you're gonna wake up the neighbors, okay? Okay, I got it. I got it. This is no good, I promise you. Just this can blurry. only lead to great unhappiness. Relax, okay? I can relax. I can't relax, I'm in a strange man's all apartment right. in my, my t-shirt and pajamas. It. All right, now Ted told me to try what something. Do you mean Ted here. Told yeah. you? Who? Ted wants to see your men. Ted is a sick schmuck. He's he's home and we're in just a great for a second. What right. if he comes back? Shh. Until heart. he starts to believe her theory, too. It's a bit of a reverse Hitchcock rear window story, and if you're a fan of Woody Allen's cerebral comedy, you'll probably enjoy this movie. It ends sweetly with Carol and Larry growing closer after solving the mystery and seeing each other with fresh eyes. The Lovebirds is another gently suspenseful but sweet rom-com slash romantic caper that starts with a couple who have lost their passion for each other. In the opening credits, Gibran and Leilani are shown falling in love. Oh, it's so sweet. And then four years later, Have I seen The Amazing Race? This is literally the question you're asking me right now. That's what I'm asking you. You're asking me, Gibran, have I seen The Amazing Race? Uh. You've spent this entire time judging this show and you've never seen an episode. I don't need to see something to know I would hate it, okay? I've never been hit by a truck, but I know it would suck. Wow! I don't want to rot my brain watching that reality show garbage. You make documentaries, okay? Those are just reality shows that no one watches. Documentaries are not reality shows. Documentaries are reality. Okay, my work is social activism. I don't do it for the RTs. You don't have to say RTs, just say retweets dad. Fighting in the car on the way to a party, they realize they're on the verge of a breakup and they're so distracted, they accidentally hit a cyclist. The cyclist survives and as they try to help him, things quickly spiral out of control. Oh my God, what did you do? Oh oh. Oh. No, 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 oh. oh no 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 this isn't what no, no, was. No, no. we didn't kill him. You hit him did it was I... your car, man. No. Oh. I mean yes, I did, but No that was that that's all. That was a while ago. Oh, oh my god, oh god. I'm mean, like after I hit him, he was alive and like Great, not great. He wasn't having the best day, but he's been breathing since then. He's fucking dead. <laughs> we, we know he's dead, but we didn't We didn't kill him. Well, he just said he killed him. No, I said I hit him with my car. We clearly worked. You killed the guy with your car. Okay. I was driving and, earlier, and we broke up you know, we and I got we distracted and I ran a through a red, red, red light massacre. just but the mustache came in. weird uh, he he I like, he helped he him a little bit with my map, and which I meant was definitely a mistake. He took our car, he ran over him back and forth. And then back forth, four, ten times. And now I'm going to get me, it's a fucking murder weapon! What are you, do, what are you doing? I'm calling 911. Please don't do that. We, we would never hurt anyone. We'd like to report a murder or whatever. We, we didn't murder sh- anybody! Yeah. Stop! You stop! Oh my yeah, God, the police aren't going like to die. believe us either. Do you know the how stupid we stopped? the We're citizens arrest. Okay. What is that? It's an arrest yeah. for the citizen. Can you do that? <laughs> Can you do that? On the count of three, okay? On the count of three what? What is that face? I can't I can't read your face. Ball. What? One, two, three, go! What? Oh, the guy just ran for it? Okay, the guy's name is Jabron. Run Leilani! And the girl's name's actually Leilani. Shit! Okay, she's she's running too now. She's just happens to be African-American and he just happens to be a person of color as well. But I don't like think they're murderers because they're minorities. I think they're murderers because they literally just killed a guy. This movie life. is clever, bantery, funny. But the added layers of race and gender on top of the classic murder mystery tropes give it so much more depth and real suspense. Us. You and me... How do you think that's going to go? It's the best bad idea. No, it's not. They're going to arrest us in two seconds. Maybe we just tell them the truth. Do you think the police care about the truth? Do you think they're going to give us the benefit of the doubt? But what else, Gibran? The truth? Sounds crazy. What are you going to say to them? Hello, officer. We are turning ourselves in for now because we have nothing to hide. And why did you run from the scene of the crime? Good question, officer. That's why you're good at your job. It's because we looked guilty, which was scary for us because we are not guilty. So in a way, us running only proves that we That's are... That's be covering up my body cam so I can beat your ass. You fucking liar. Okay, okay. Hold on. Nope. That was me throwing the book at you. You know, there's no real actual book, right? So you left a man dead in the street. We did not leave him dead. And didn't call the police. Because there was no time because we had to go to the... Brown, man, you sound crazy. Don't say that. You look like a murderer to me. Don't say that. Look at your murderous beard and your murderous brow. You said you like. Working together with just their instincts and wits to help them, their struggles are nail-biting at times. And you just root for this sweet, ordinary couple to not only survive the night, but stay together. They bicker and try to solve the crime, and it becomes clear that deep down, they really are suited to each other. Date night is another put a comfortably bored married couple into an accidental night of crime and crazy hijinks romantic caper. Tina Fey and Steve Carell, are there any two actors better suited to play an ordinary suburban couple? They play Claire and Phil Foster, a New Jersey couple who are bored with their domestic routine and maybe a little bit with each other. So when date night comes along, Phil decides on a surprise splurge and takes Claire to an expensive and popular Manhattan restaurant. But oh, what a surprise it becomes. Phil being Phil forgot to make a reservation. And before Claire can lose it over the long wait, he pretends to be a reservation name called multiple times with no response to grab a table. They're almost high on the wine and good food and being dressed up and away from the kids for a night. And they play their cute, lighthearted game where they make up stories about other diners in the restaurant. You can't help but feel the euphoria of these two finally getting out for a romantic night alone. Oh boy, look at these two lovebirds. No. Now, first date. No, nope. he has a ring on. They both do. Mm-mm. No. married? They're not married. They're sitting on the same side of the booth. That is not a married move. Showing off is what it is. Hey. What's the story? Oh, OK. Um, third date. Mm-hmm. First one was OK. Second one was bad. She's giving him one more chance to prove that he is not boring. And he is not succeeding. Her, I have potato on my fork. <laughs> I like to eat potatoes. They're delicious, but I don't actually ever put them in my mouth. <laughs> 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 um, that's amazing, Jeremy, but I'm going to go home now and fart into a shoebox. That's <laughs> 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 not, doesn't make sense. It just so happens that the couple they're impersonating at the restaurant are being chased because they're involved in an underworld crime. And they find this out when two scary-looking men come up to their table and force them to go with them. Being Claire and Phil, the rule followers, they think it's the restaurant catching them for stealing the table. But it's so much worse! Just like in Hitchcock's North by Northwest, By answering to the wrong name, Phil and Claire set off a series of events that will result in this boring couple becoming familiar with guns and car chases and how to lose a tail as they try to figure out what to do. F you, man! What are you doing here? F you, mother effer! Okay. Okay! What do you want? You have no idea what you have done to us what when you missed your reservation at claw you ruined our lives what are you talking about we didn't miss anything you dumbass. we saw the two goons case in the place out so we took off and what is it to you what are you the reservation police yeah. or something what's it to you yeah well, as it so happens we didn't have a reservation so we took yours and now they think that we're you 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 just took our reservation Who does that? What kind of people are you? Who cares? It doesn't matter. It's not a big deal. Who does that? Wait, 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 how did you find us anyway? I stole your number from the reservation list. That's smart. Thank you. You used our real number to make that reservation? No, I didn't use the home number. I used the cell phone. Oh. Wow, that's brilliant. Wow, Tase, you're just a goddamn criminal mastermind, aren't you? Well, this is about how I'm an asshole all the time, huh? I have no trust that I can pull things through. Yeah! How I can't do anything right. I buy the wrong soda. Yeah. The wrong beer. I hear you, man. The wrong nipple clamps. Well. Those clamps hurt me! You know, and then you come home, and you don't even look at me. I have to, like, oh. beg you to have sex with me like it's a gift. And forget about the anal. Forget about the angle. It's forgotten. I am sorry if I am a little tired after working all night to just come home and jump on you and give you a free lap dance. I'm sorry. I was perfectly happy stripping and tricking at the hippo. It made me feel good about myself. I got a ribbon. But no, you had to go and get all greedy and start stealing. Okay, okay. That's from enough. Everyone. Excuse me for dreaming. Like, I want to spend the rest of my life selling stolen wheelchairs. Who do you I feel think like you're are you doing it for? Of what about my okay, okay, Hey, hey, but hey, hey, me? This movie is hysterically funny in parts. And I love that all of the humor comes from these ordinary people, these characters trying to work together and set the facts straight. Their relationship is tested in the most relatable, but also extraordinary ways. It's also just a straight-up really exciting caper with one of the funniest car chase scenes I've ever seen. Rule follower Phil commandeers a sports car, really super revved-up fancy one, and drives it the wrong way down a one-way street and hits a cab, which hooks the front bumper as he throws it in reverse and tries to lose the crooks trailing them. That's the D.A., Claire, we have to get off this street. Why? At the light, you're gonna take a hard break. right. I have a plan. Wait. Now. Ah! This is the NYPD. The roadway has been sealed. Stop your vehicles immediately. Great, right, Phil. I had to try something. I thought I had a plan. I love you, Phil, but your plans are the worst. Look here. You'll so to get your married people stuff together. When my life is not at stake, okay? Husband, when I hit the horn, you break. Wife, you throw your junk at the drive, and you floor it. Let's do this. We got him, we got him, we got him. All right, white people. One, two, three. Stop <laughs> your <laughs> This extended car chase scene is so funny. Their reactions are priceless. And spoiler it ends happily with yet another married couple growing closer together overnight, and it's such an enjoyable 24 hour journey getting there. As usual, there are many more, and I'll link to some of my favorite romantic capers in the show notes. You know, nothing this exciting ever happens around here. I guess I should be careful what I wish for. If you enjoy this podcast, I hope you'll click share from your podcast app or follow me or tell a romance loving friend about it. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Poppy underscore confesses. You can find show notes with all the links to what I've been babbling about at confessionsofaclosetromantic.com. Special hello to listeners in Turkey, Russia, and the Ukraine. I'm glad you're here. And until next time, wishing you all a shame-free romantic caper of your very own.